Welcome to the new Danny and Me Inspire podcast, where weekly we will have interviews, chats, and stories that inspire, change, give me. Welcome to another episode of the Danny and Me Inspire podcast. Today we have the lovely Amy Murphy. Before she became the senior director, founder, and second Canadian million dollar in the Million Dollar Club, she's the owner and CEO of the Million Dollar Bathrobe. Yeah. Uh, with Juan A, she successfully failed at 10 different networking companies. She did some acting, she did some nails, and she's here with us to inspire us. Welcome, Amy. Hi. Thank you for having me. So I already kind of mentioned what you did before, but what did you do before inspiring others to go after their dreams? So before this whole, um, I guess, journey with net- network marketing, it, that journey itself has actually been over 21 years in the making. So I, I did start network marketing when I was 19 years old, but it wasn't something that I was doing at all to inspire others. It was simply just hey, I want to make some money and this is the way I think I can do it. It was always just something that I did. Um, I also was doing nails as well. I was a licensed, I still hold my license, but I don't practice anymore, but I was a licensed nail technician and a makeup artist. And um, I did go to hair school and I did some acting, TV and film, you know, the modeling industry, just sort of, I was, I was a and I kind of did things that I love to do, <laughs> paid hobbies, I guess my husband would call them because nothing ever really amounted to anything, but I just, I always enjoyed what I did. I fluttered around and I spread my wings in a bunch of different things and just played around trying to find my way. There was no real purpose or inspiration. There was passion, but there was no real driving force. Just a matter of, I like, I did what I loved and that was it. Just kind of fluttered around. That was my life before all of this kind of happened. (laughs) (laughs) So what made you leave a network marketing place and join another one? So I actually, when I exited my last company, so over the course of 17 years, I, like like you had mentioned, I'd failed 10 different companies. My husband and I swore off of them completely that I would not do another company because, quote unquote, no one makes any money. You know, just the person at the top makes the money. No one makes money at these. You're wasting time. I was spending more than I was making. It was not amounting to anything. And we figured the best strategy would be to quit altogether. And the reason why I got into another one was because I actually needed the product Uh, that I was looking for and I couldn't find it anywhere. And the dilemma was that it was purchased through a network marketing company and I made a decision. I signed up for discount. I had no intention of building the business. I needed the product that I was looking for and the only way to buy it was through our company. So I decided, hey, I'll join a distributor and get the best possible price. And if I happen to sell a bottle or two, then it would be no harm. So that was my mindset. It was not to actually go build another company, but it was to literally just get the discount. So when you started actually building the company, were you scared that that's all you wanted to do? Or was it like an exciting moment? Um, A little bit of both, actually. I was excited because I saw success happen pretty quickly. Like it started actually, I didn't... (laughs) 
and you know, I, was just, I just started building through that passion and excitement and one thing kind of led to another and uh, here we are. <laughs> nice. Did you ever question your decision? Uh, yeah, I did actually in the very, very beginning. Um, I just, I worried what I was, I, I was worried, you know, kind of worried about what I got myself in thoughts in my head. Well, you know, I, you know, cause people would look at me and roll their eyes. My family and friends had seen me down this road 10 times before. So people, you know, weren't really trusting me at the start. So that kind of scared me. Oh, no one's going to, you know, Tim, Tim planted the seed in my head that no one's going to believe you. No one's going to trust in you. You did this a million times before. Good luck with that. He, he said that to me, you know, to kind of, you know, be like, I can't believe you're doing this again. You said you weren't going to do it. And then I decided to do it. And even though I said, Hey, I'm going to do this. I made that decision. It still made me a little nervous. Like what if I did feel like this would be, this would be embarrassing. But at the same time, I didn't let that overtake my thoughts at all because I felt that when I started getting the ball rolling, I really saw the bigger picture, saw what could happen. And I let that kind of strike me. So what so kept what you going? Um, well, helping others. I really enjoyed helping others. And I, I really started seeing when other people started getting success on my team, I started building a team that really uh, spoke to me to be like, well, I could be that person to help other people. It really, that kept me going was the inspiring hope and inspiring, you know, passion and, and, and that into others. That was kind of what kept me going, but also, you know, um, it being at the time it was a new company. It still is really new at, at the time of this podcast, but um, just the hope for the future and what it could be if I actually stuck with something long enough, because in the other companies or anything else I ever did in life, I never stuck around long enough to actually see real results. And I decided this time that I was going to stick with it. Even if it got hard, I wanted to stick through my decision. So make that, that, that commitment and making that decision is kind of made me stay in. I didn't want to give up because I wanted to see what could happen if I didn't give up one, one last time. So when was your aha moment that this is what you were meant to stay with and, and do? Um, I think when I found early success early on is when I kind of realized, okay, I'm onto something. This industry is definitely for me. I do have what it takes. I can do this. When I started building a team and people started trusting me and my customers started trusting me, and I started learning how to teach and how to, how to invest in my own knowledge and then how to bring other people. I started realizing I knew from a very early age that I wanted to be a teacher. I actually went to university to be a teacher. I wanted to be an elementary school teacher. So I, I want my mom's a teacher, my brother, my father. They're all teachers by trade. So I feel like I want to follow in those footsteps. I'll know I'm not an, a teacher in the traditional sense to this day, but I do act as a teacher when I do invest a lot in my knowledge and I teach it to my team members and also my customers teaching them how to take care of, you know, their needs. So it kind of uh, came back into full swing. But um, yeah, I think just when, when it finally clicked was just people reinforcing that what I was doing was, was good and they were happy and they were inspired and I kept moving people along. I kind of got that fulfillment that I am on the right path. So I know you're an amazing inspiration in the Monet family and have been branching out in your own brand, what inspired you to do your own brand with this? So what happened was when I was building my business, I went full throttle 
And I was on bed at the time and I had two other kids running around. And then I shortly gave birth to my daughter in the very beginning stages of my career. And out of necessity, just, I, I couldn't get dressed in a day. I would war, I wore my bathrobe every single day and I would go live in my bathrobe every single day. And that was just because I didn't have the time or energy to get, I'm busy all day long. So, um, you know, it, it just sort of, it grew into something. And I started noticing when I was going to company events or if I showed up online, anytime I was not in my bathroom, people would come up and say, oh my gosh, I didn't recognize you, you're not in your bathroom. And then other people would say, here's me, you going live on Facebook in your bathrobe showed me that I can show up as I am too. Just the authenticity of how I was showing up in my social media and working my business, it was starting to inspire people. and. This bathrobe started to become the symbol of um, living an authentic self and feeling comfortable in your own skin. And it was inspiring people because people started coming at me telling me that my bathrobe was inspiring them. And they'd be shocked when I was in it. So I was like, oh my gosh, the bathrobe is actually becoming my identity. And then when I earned the Million Dollar Club, then it made sense. I literally made a million dollars in my bathroom. So <laughs> I ended up calling it the million dollar bathroom. And so the journey, while it embodies the immediate story of how the million dollar bathroom came up, there's so much more to the company than just making a million dollar bathroom. There's so much more to it. Yeah. But yeah. I can go into that later. <laughs> So would you say you're at a point in your career because you've worked so hard to get where you're at that you could just sit back and let everything do that it's what it's supposed to do and not learn anymore? Or are you finding yourself still having to learn a lot of new things? I personally don't feel that in life and in business, there's ever a point where we should feel that we've arrived and that we know it all. I think for myself, um, I to be always learning techniques, um, self-development. There's always things to learn. For example, the way we worked our business, our comp plan doesn't truly allow us to sit back and relax. We have to meet certain criteria. I don't think that there's ever a point. So I know you get to travel the world with your current position. What is your favorite part about all the traveling? dreams before Monate was we wanted to travel and all we could dream of back in the day I remember was we would brainstorm or dream one trip a year that we could go on together and if we were lucky we would do a second trip with the children and now after five years it's been I don't know how many trips I've I'm gone like every other month um, and the kids always come with us it's been amazing my favorite part is that I'm able to take the kids with me like the places they've been I think my four-year-old has more stamps on her passport than most people get in their life in her first four years. My absolute favorite part of all the travel is that I get to bring my kids with me and share the world with them. The places they've been, the, the memories we have is just, it's my absolute favorite thing in the whole entire world is bringing them with me. No, that would be amazing. I know you're gluten intolerant, kind of the same as I am. What challenges do you have when you go traveling? Um, I just can't get a wrap when I want one or I can't get a breakfast sandwich. Like I just can't 
eat the cereal that's at the bread breakfast the donuts like that's hard so i'm always looking for proteins like because a lot of people don't have well the world is getting better at doing gluten-free breads and stuff but i just look for the proteins the fruits <laughs> it, it can be challenging i tend to pack protein bars when i travel a lot and snacks that i know i can snack on um my friends call me snacks as a nickname because my purse always has a plethora of snacks in it but that's <laughs> Because I'm, if I get snacky, I can't just grab something like most people can, right? Yeah, I know. It's totally annoying. So is your whole household gluten-free or is it just you? It's just me, but um, we buy gluten-free pasta and my whole family eats it. I'll buy gluten-free uh, garlic fingers. My whole family eats it. So we do adopt it for them, but they can eat whatever they want when they want. Meh. Yeah, kind of the same in my household. My daughter and I are gluten free, and my husband and son can eat whatever the heck they want. Yeah. Um, so I know that you always set goals for yourself, um, and you've achieved a lot. Um, do you always make new ones as you're achieving those big ones, or do you have a huge one in mind and you're just waiting for the rest? I still have. I always make goals. I have big, hairy ones. Um, there's big, big, big ones. You know, years and see what happens. But, um, I do always make goals to kind of keep me moving monthly, but then I do yearly ones and then I have my big ones. So I do, yes, I do continue to make goals for sure. You need to visualize. You got to know what you're working for or you won't work, right? Exactly. We have so many goals. It's my husband's head just spins. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you have a pretty busy household. How do you find time to coach, to grow your team, to, <laughs> to do everything that you do? Yeah, um, I fit it in the best as I can. Um, I have a very understanding husband who wasn't understanding in the beginning, but he's very understanding now. He, If I have to do something, uh, if he's home, he's not home right now, he's uh, doing errands, but when he is home, he does everything he can. He will take the kids. He will make sure they're quiet. He's very helpful because most of the time, the biggest thing is the kids, right? It's the kids. They're unpredictable. They're busy. They're loud. They just want you and they want you and they don't care, right? Like they just, they operate on their own agenda. So working around the kids is the biggest hurdle. Um, and so I just, the kids know a lot of times if mommy's in her office or if mommy's on her computer, they know I'm working and they've learned to kind of adapt a little bit and be a little bit more respectful. Um, but I do try to time block. I try to time block my days. I, I time block my personal hours and I time block my professional hours. And I feel that helps so much more um, keeping a schedule and accomplishing what you need to accomplish because within the time blocks, I prioritize the tasks. So if it's a family time or if it's work time, I prioritize within the block. So when the block is done, like that block is focused to what I'm doing. And if I don't finish, at least I worked a little bit on that and then I can move it to the next day. And every day changes because kids can be unpredictable, but I just work around my kids. Like I always have, they've been, you know, for the most part, pretty understanding. It's hard. It really is hard working a business, two businesses, because I have both businesses. I have Monate and the Million Dollar Bathrobe from home with these kids. And now at the time of this recording, it, we're in a pandemic. And so they're all home now too, trying to homeschool them. So, uh, if you time blocking, I am actually doing a training, um, next week on time blocking. So that's going to be something that people can tune into if they want, but, um, time blocking is something that I've adopted. And I think that a lot of people should do it. Definitely. I, I have to time block as well. 
Um, so what advice would you give those trying to start their own journey of becoming an entrepreneur, whether it be in network marketing or owning their own business? Yeah, I think that um, the biggest thing is to give yourself grace. Um, don't um, have goals, but don't give yourself limited expectations in the respect of don't say, if I don't succeed in my business in six months, I'm quitting, right? Like don't give yourself those time restraints and don't give yourself restrictions and give yourself grace to fail. Let yourself fail. Cause I don't view failing as a bad thing. I feel failing is actually learning. If you didn't fail, you wouldn't learn. If everything was an upward success, you wouldn't learn anything, right? Like you just would keep going, going, going. But it's those moments where you have setbacks that you have to review what just happened. What did I learn from that? How can I change that and make that better? How can I move on? What can I take from this? So I uh, like to really embrace the fallbacks because that's the true learning. And so to embrace those. So give yourself a grace and let yourself, let yourself I call, I say fail forward fast, go with an idea, jump in, do it, fail, fail again, do it again, fail again. Can you imagine? I failed seven, I failed 10 different times at businesses. And my husband was like, are you going to do this again? And I, and I actually quit, I quit on it. I quit on the industry. I said, no, I'm not. We, we agreed. I was not going to do another network marketing business. I agreed no more. I quit. And then I had an opportunity and I gave that, I gave myself a chance. I said, you know what? I'm going to try it. Like, why, why not me? Like it could happen. You know, I tried 10 times before. That's okay. I'm going to try again. Like, see what yeah. happens. Right. You know, <laughs> and then now look, imagine I didn't take that chance. You never know your, your win is right around the corner exactly. every single time. Like you can't give up. So just don't give up on yourself and don't limit yourself. Like a lot of people will limit themselves to what they can only envision in the immediate, like you know, they, they just, they, they limit their beliefs, they limit their dreams and they limit their potential, which automatically inhibits any future growth. So if you open up your mind and open up your dreams and open up your belief, you can literally achieve whatever it is you want, but it all comes down to that belief. So believe in yourself, truly believe that you can do it. No, I love the fail forward fast. I think I heard that from you when, when I used to do money, yes. but yeah. <laughs> Um, so what projects do you have coming up? Well, funny you ask, I actually am writing a book and the book will be launched in October of 2020. And it's a compilation of memoir, like of a lot of my journey in the past. Um, and then the learnings of that, uh, the book is broken into, you know, three different sections like spirit, mind, and body. And there's all kinds of learnings and teachings and activities to do through the whole book. And then I use the reflection of my, my past as some examples as to the learning lessons. So I'm really excited about it. It's a very, very personal, personal project because it's literally all of me, <laughs> all of my deepest stories and secrets and thoughts and journeys. It's all being exposed. So I'm really, really excited about it. So that's the biggest thing. Lots of um, online trainings and speaking engagements in person when we're able to open up. I have lots of speaking engagements happening. One will be at Harvard in October and lots of other things online. So just doing a lot of speaking. <laughs> Exciting. Especially yeah. the book. Can't wait to, to read the book. When it Thank comes you. Out. Uh, so where can people find out more about you? 
Well, the main hub for everything is the main website is milliondollarbathrobe.com. If you go to milliondollarbathrobe.com from there, you can launch to the swag store and get your own million dollar bathrobe if you like as a little representation, you know, of, of dreaming. And if you just want a cozy bathrobe, they're really nice. But there's a swag shop and there is the podcast that's called Feel Like a Million. And there is a Facebook group called Feel Like a Million. The Facebook page is um, Million Dollar Bathrobe. Instagram is bathrobe CEO. So everything there is launched from the main page. So that would be the easiest to so just go play on milliondollarbathrobe.com and find all the goodies there. Nice. Who or what inspires you? Um, when it comes to um, speaking, public speaking and motivational speaking, I have a few uh, people that really I look up to. Tony Robbins, obviously. I love Tony Robbins. He's awesome. Um, and then Nurka. Nurka is one of my favorite public speaker, motivational, spiritual speakers. If you look up Nurka, I fell in love with her the first time I heard her speak at an Eric Warre event. Love her. And of course, Rachel Hollis is awesome. Motivational speaker, spiritual business. That's the kind of vibes that I love and who I'm inspired by when it comes to million dollar bathrobe brand. And uh, for network marketing, um, I'm really inspired by my super upline, Tony Van Schoik. She is awesome. And Ann Fisher. She's not an upline of mine, but she's in the industry. There's a lot of great leaders in my company that I do admire. And those are just a couple to name a few. There's so many more. I don't want to forget anyone's name, but those are, you know, two uh, of the OGs in our company that I do am inspired by. And there's lots of other great network marketers out there in the industry that I'm friends with that are in other companies. I look up to them too. Yeah, no, you've definitely been an inspiration for me. Um, I don't know. I always tried to make the money thing work a lot. I just don't think it was my niche. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. Hey, you know, I'm all about, you got to fail forward fast. Exactly. You know, Monate was, it was a stepping stone in your journey and now you're finding your place. You had to do that part of the journey to learn. You didn't fail. You, you learned and you took what you learned from that pocket of time. And now what you learned there, you're applying to something new that you're more passionate about. So it's, it's, it's all a good thing. It's all part of a journey. And I never get upset or mad when, you know, people move on because it, it's got to be personal to everyone's journey and everyone's journey is different and everyone's journey doesn't have to be mine. It, you know, no one has to follow my footsteps. Everyone is writing their own story. And I think that's wonderful. Uh, you're doing an amazing job with what you've been doing. So I'm really excited yeah. for you. No, I still love all the positivity that Monet gives. I actually absolutely hate it when people, I hear negative things because it's such a positive networking company. Mm -hmm. it, We're just misunderstood. Yeah. <laughs> All the girls, all the, I don't know, there's so much love there. I just absolutely love that. I think that's why I stuck with it for so long. <laughs> I love the shampoo. Yeah, it's not going to lie. It's pretty good. And now we have skincare, so even better. <laughs> yeah, we can look younger. <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you for coming on and letting our listeners find out more about you. I look well, forward I really to watching your journey. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Look forward to connecting with you more. Thank you for listening to the Danny and Me Inspire podcast. Tune in next week for another episode. Subscribe, leave a review, and spread the joy. Ciao for now. <laughs>